Welcome in the Locked On Phillies. In today's episode, the Phillies dropped game one against the Atlanta Braves. The offense looked solid uh, against Dylan Dodd, who's not a major league pitcher. But Aaron Nola really let his team down with his performance. And so did the bullpen, frankly. It was slightly encouraging of a game, but ultimately a loss. And we'll break down all of the interesting facets of it on today's Locked On Phillies. Locked on Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I'm Connor Thomas, your host. Locked On Phillies, of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. Let's jump right into it. I mean, the Phillies lose to the Braves last night. It was uh, an exciting game. It was a darn good baseball game, but it just didn't end up going the Philadelphia Phillies way. Uh, they end up losing by a final score of eight to five and it was much closer than that. That sounds like the Braves kind of had control the whole time, you could see. But no, it was a back-and-forth contest early. But that's part of the problem. It was a back-and-forth contest. When you have Aaron Nola on the mound facing off against Dylan Dodd, that should be a situation where you have a distinct pitching advantage, and the Philadelphia Phillies did not yesterday. Nola got touched, and so did Dodd, but... At some point, you got to step up and you got to make pitches for your team so they can win. You're supposed to win games because of Aaron Nola, not in spite of him. And last night, the Philadelphia Phillies tried to win in spite of him, and they absolutely just could not get it done. Uh, let's run through real quick. The final line for Aaron Nola was six innings pitched, eight hits allowed, way too many, five earned runs, two walks, seven Ks. I mean, seven strikeouts is nice, but you can't allow five earned. You can't allow eight hits. You just can't do that and expect to beat the Atlanta Braves, regardless of who's pitching for them, because they're just too good. And then Gregory Soto, who we'll talk a little bit more about later, uh, he in two-thirds of an innings pitch allowed four hits, three earned, one walk, and one K. That was the deciding factor. And, of course, he got saddled with a loss in this one after giving up runs in the eighth. But let's run through kind of the back and forth of this game, right? So the bottom of the first, Aaron Nola's first inning out there. He gives up an absolute bomb to Austin Riley. 459 feet, a two-run home run, scoring Matt Olson as well. Uh, okay, you give up a home run to Austin Riley. That sucks, giving up a home run in the first inning, but that type of thing happens, especially against a really talented lineup. You shake it, you go back to work. Top of the second, I've said this all year, the Phillies answering the call when they give up runs has been stupendous this year. The only issue is the pitching hasn't held up their end of the bargain to shut down the big inning after that. But in the top of the second, following that two-run home run, well, Alec Bohm hit a two-run home run to center field, scoring J.T. Romuto. And then Bryson Stott, with two outs, hit a double to the right center field gap that I called. I was sitting here watching the game. I was sitting on the couch uh, just over there, if you're watching on YouTube, YouTube. And I was saying, okay, Bryson, right center field double. Be perfect because Brandon Marshall's on first. I'm like, kid can fly. He'll score on that easy. Well, what do you know? Right center field gap. Absolutely beautiful job of hitting uh, by Bryson Stott. And it's 3-2 Phillies. And you're like, okay, wow, they answered. That's good. Now, Nola just needs to settle in. They'll keep hitting Dodd, and you're going to be fine. Uh, Nola didn't settle in. Bottom of the second, 
Marcelo Zuna hit a towering home run to right center, 387 feet, tied it up at 3-3. to And then the top of the third, bottom of the third, scoreless. Phils didn't score again in the fourth. They couldn't scrape one across. Trey Turner goes 0 for 5 in this one. He'll part of he'll be part of our discussion about game two tonight. And then the bottom of the fourth, Michael Harris uh, hit a sacrifice fly to deep left field scoring Marcelo Zuna to make it four to four. Uh, or sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, I, I missed one in there. Top of the fifth, or bottom of the fourth, Michael Harris hit the sacrifice fly to make it four to three. Then Bryce Harper evened it up with a bomb to right center. 445 feet to make it four to four. An absolute nuke. He kills the Braves. Believe it or not, his 40th career home run just against the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, there's a reason why they boo him every time he comes to the plate at Truist Park. But ties it up at four. Great work by Bryce Harper. And you're like, okay, wow, the offense answered again. Bryce Harper, great in this one. He's always great, but he was exceptionally great in this one. He deserved better of a result from this game. Bottom of the fifth. There's that man again, though. Austin Riley. It's a 458 foot shot to uh, to center field, left center, and makes the game 5 4. Okay. Phil's shut down a little bit, shut him down at the bottom of the sixth. And then in the top of the seventh, Kyle Schwarber hit an RBI double to right field scoring. Bryce Harper, who was on base again. Unfortunately, Nick Castellanos got thrown out at home. Now, I have a couple issues with what Nick Castellanos did on this play. First of all, the slide wasn't good, he was initially called safe. Uh, but it was pretty clear, even I thought live, that he was out. It was not the best tag uh, by Sean Murphy, but it was a good enough tag that I felt that Nick Castellanos was out there, reviewed it, and they called him out. Part of the issue, he slid to the front side of the plate. Uh, like, you always are supposed to slide to, like, that back tip of the plate on a co- uh, close play. Like, uh, nine times out of ten, that's where you want your guy to go. And he slid directly into the Braves catcher. So, not ideal there, but also he got the go sign from Dusty Wathen at third base. The throw went to second to try and uh, cut down Kyle Schwarber, uh, and he made it fine. And then he turned from second and threw Castellanos out. But you could see when you see the wide shot of him rounding third, he peeks in at second base, uh, like a couple steps down the line past third base. Like, dude, just put your head down and run. I don't know what you're checking on. That's another base running error to me. I don't know why you're peeking. If you get the go sign from your third base coach, just leg it out. Like your job is not to find the baseball. Your job is to run as fast as you can to home plate, not get caught peaking. And I felt like you got caught peaking a little bit there. But bottom line is that went ahead and tied it up at five. So you're like, okay, after all that, we're all tied. And then in the bottom of the eighth, Gregory Soto imploding. Travis Darno single to left, a two-run single. Uh, Matt Olson is a sacrifice fly to right field. It's eight to five in the bottom of the eighth. The Phillies wouldn't score again, and that would be your final score. Uh, just the theme of this one is every time the Phillies did something offensively, they went ahead and gave it right back up on the mound. Aaron Nola wasn't good. Gregory Soto wasn't good. That's kind of the story of the Philly season, right? Offense shows up against a pitcher they should really be able to hit, and a pitcher that they should be able to count on just gets smoked. Now, I know Braves, very good lineup. I get that, but – Bottom line is, Nola, you're supposed to be a very good pitcher. you got to come out and deliver in those spots, and he didn't. You're starting to very much see why the Phillies chose to not pay him this offseason and why they might not choose to pay him at all. So, hey, that's just how the cookie crumbles sometimes. We're on to the next one. Don't have enough time to wait around and talk about it. I mean, the Phillies play the Braves again tonight at 7.20 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can hear every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies. And uh, we're back at it again 
tonight with a chance to rebound. But, man, such a winnable game to start the series. And the fact that the Phillies didn't get that one done uh, makes me worry about the prospects of wins for the rest of the series. But we'll see. We'll jump into previewing tonight's game coming up next uh, and see how the Philadelphia Phillies could possibly right the ship against the Atlanta Braves in this four-game set in the NL East. A lot of work to do, though. A lot of work to do. We'll get into it as we continue Locked on Phillies. All right, first, let me tell you about, oh, man, something I'm going to be using all Memorial Day weekend long, fur dogs. Fur dogs are the perfect shore shorts. If you're in the Philadelphia, New Jersey area, this tri-state area that we live in, and Phillies Nation, uh, you got to get fur dogs for your trip down the Jersey Shore. I mean, you're going to be walking around Wildwood, Sea Isle, Ventnor, Avalon, uh, Point Pleasant, uh, Brigantine, any of these places, LBI, Ocean City. you got to have your bird dogs ready to go. they got the nice interior lining to make sure you're comfortable, but they're not too tight. It's like the perfect fit. It's breathable, but comfortable. Uh, it's so nice to have on. Like it feels like you're wearing clouds around your legs and they look stylish. Like I got sent two pairs by bird dogs. I wear them like three times a week each. You got to make sure you wash them a bunch because you're going to wear them like crazy because they're such a good look. The style's great. Plus they're very functional and flexible in how you can wear them or what you can wear them for. Like I'm going to play basketball down the shore this weekend for Memorial Day weekend. I'm going to be wearing my bird dogs. If I'm chilling on the beach, I could be wearing my bird dogs. I'm heading up to the pool on my roof after I uh, get done recording this. I could be wearing bird dogs. Go out to the bar tonight, a little hot, bird dogs. You can wear them everywhere. They're, I can't tell you enough about how comfortable and good looking these shorts are, how good they make me look, how confident they make me feel. I mean, bird dogs are miracle workers. So uh, go ahead and go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. And when you enter promo code locked on MLB, they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. I was just using mine on the golf course yesterday to uh, go ahead and drink some water out of uh, as I was playing a uh, quick nine holes. So the Yeti style tumbler is an awesome item that you can get. Just go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. When you enter promo code locked on MLB, they'll throw in that free custom bird dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and check out my friends and the greatest short on the market bird dogs all right let's jump into tonight's contest philadelphia phillies atlanta braves game two first pitch is at 7 20 p.m eastern standard time you can hear every pitch of the philadelphia phillies hometown radio broadcast on the series xm app i just go to the sxm app and search phillies and they'll go ahead and pull that all up for you the phillies are being given a 39.9 percent chance to win tonight's game the Braves a 60.1% chance. That's not a good sign from the ESPN analytics. And Taiwan Walker takes the mound for the Philadelphia Phillies. The Atlanta Braves have Jared Schuster going. Schuster's 1-2 and two with a 5.9 ERA, 15 Ks, and a 1-4-2 whip. That's not exactly great. And his career number of innings. So yesterday we talked about Dylan Dodd had 15 and a third innings pitch for the Atlanta Braves in his career. Well, Dylan Dodd, Dylan Dodd sorry, Jared Schuster has 19 and two-thirds innings pitch in the majors in his career. He's basically the same thing you're seeing with Dylan Dodd, okay? Uh, you're not seeing a Cy Young candidate, but the Braves aren't either in Taiwan Walker. Walker's got to be good. It's the same story as last night. The offense is going to produce against Schuster. They absolutely are. He's a lefty. Okay, it's going to be more on the righties now. I'd love to see Nick Castellanos have a better game. I'd love to see JT Romito have a better game. I'm dying to see Trey Turner have a better game. He cannot go 0 for 5. You can't do it. You got to produce a little bit. Like the a fun stat for you. So the top two, the one, two spots in the Phillies lineup, which is mainly between three guys, Turner, Stott, 
and Schwarber, though Castellanos has been in that top two a little bit as well. The top two spots in the Phillies lineup, their OBP has been the fourth lowest in Major League Baseball this year. Wait, no, 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 that's not right. It's not the fourth lowest in Major League Baseball this year. No, it's the fourth lowest in Major League Baseball since the merger in 1961. That's crazy. I'm just going to do some quick math here, but that's 40, 50, 62 years of baseball. And there have only been three one-two hole combinations or one-two spots in lineups that have had worse OBPs than what the Phillies have gotten from those two spots this year. That's abysmal, especially considering that Stott was batting near the top of the lineup and he had a huge hit streak to begin the year and he's been really good. Turner, Schwarber, been terrible to start the season. They need to be better. I don't know how they pull out of it, but I thought Trey Turner was going to build momentum for that home run. Nope, right back to uh, not being good. Uh, I don't know. So it is a little bit on the lineup as well. Hopefully they'll get going tonight. But Taiwan Walker with the 3-2 record, a 5-7-9 ERA, a 1-4-4 whip in 46 and two-thirds innings pitched. He needs to go to work against this Braves lineup. He's seen him a lot because he was with the Mets previously. So he's familiar with these guys. But my goodness, he has not been good. The Phillies could really use a stopper here. This could get ugly fast in tonight's game, even though the Phillies should be good against Schuster. I don't know. I don't know, guys. I don't have a lot of faith in Tywin Walker. I don't have a lot of faith in the Phillies to win a ball game right now. I'm starting to doubt them a little bit. I think they're fine as a team overall, but it's starting to creep into the back of my mind that this team just might not know how to win ball games, and that's troubling considering what they did last year. It seems like a mental thing to me about them, but that's something we'll have a deeper dive in uh, in a later episode. The point is, Tough matchup for Tywin Walker against this Braves lineup, and we'll talk about that in a second. But the Phillies lineup tonight, Bryson Stott's going to uh, bat first, play second. Trey Turner bat second, play short. Bryce Harper, DH, bat third. Nick Castellanos, play right field, bat fourth. All the same as last night. Kyle Schwarber bat fifth. That's the same. J. Jerome Muto bat sixth. Same. Boom, seventh. Marsh, eighth. Josh Harrison, nine, instead of Edmundo Sosa. So a little bit of a switch up there with Harrison going in, adding that glove over there at third base. but relatively the same lineup as what you went with in game one. Their careers against uh, uh, Jared Schuster, zero, 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 zero plate appearances against Schuster. None of the guys have ever seen him. Same as Dylan Dodd. Now, that didn't affect him much against Dodd. I mean, they hit him well. Uh, Schuster's not a major league pitcher either, very similar to Dodd, so they should be able to figure this out offensively, but just something to look at there, another young pitcher they haven't seen. Now, the Atlanta lineup, they're leading off Acuna. Uh, Matt Olson bats second, Riley third, Travis Darno bats cleanup, so he's going to play over Sean Murphy. Murphy got the start, Darno came in obviously uh, late and had that big single in the eighth inning. Uh, Marcelo Zuna, who hit a home run last night, is going to bat fifth, Eddie Rosario sixth, Ozzy Albi seventh, uh, Orlando Arcia bats eighth, and uh, Harris is going to bat ninth. Their careers versus Walker. Let's just go ahead and run down this. Not some huge sample sizes, but Acuna's two for six for a 333 average. Matt Olson's two for seven, 286. Uh, Austin Riley, a 429 batting average, three for seven with a home run off of uh, Taiwan Walker. That doesn't make me feel very good. Travis Darno's only seen him once, but he's one for one. Ozuna's one for six. That's the lowest of anybody in this lineup besides Orlando Arceus, who's 0 for 1. But, like, you look at the bottom of the order again. Ozuna, one for six. Rosario, one for four. Albies, one for four. Arcia, 0 for one. 
Harris one for one. You know, it's not as big of a sample size as I thought the Atlanta Braves would have against Tywin Walker, considering considering he's been in division a couple years. Uh, but that's just what this lineup does to everybody. They're all like right around 300 against people and everything like that. So a very, very talented roster. A tough spot for Tywin Walker to be in, especially considering he isn't pitching well. And I don't know what to tell you. I don't have a lot of faith in the Phillies to win tonight's game. But maybe they can prove me wrong. Uh, again, first pitch is at 7.20 p.m. Eastern Standard Time down there in Atlanta. Road game. But you can hear every pitch of the Phillies hometown radio broadcast uh, on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies, and you'll be able to pull that up and listen to everything. So you're going to want to go check it out. Uh, coming up and what we're wrapping up with, we're going to do something a little more fun because it's stressful being a Phillies fan right now. Uh, it's not going to be talking about the team. It's not going to be talking about the strategy. No, no, no. We're not doing any of that. We're talking Memorial Day weekend, and I have a fun little uh, side topic thing that I want to get into that we'll discuss coming up as we wrap up Locked on Phillies. First, though, let me tell you about Rocket Money, okay? Think about it. Think how many times you see. Try it free for 30 days. You see it on, like, every app or every uh, subscription that you get. It's just enough time to try it and then completely forget about it. In fact, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. You can be wasting money and not even realizing. But Rocket Money helps you find those forgotten subscriptions so you can stop paying for ones that you don't use. I probably have, I don't know, three, four, five, who knows how many subscriptions that I don't use, like streaming services or like different apps that I've signed up for and stuff like that. But everyone does, right? And you never go through the trouble of canceling them or finding them or even realizing they were there. Well, do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Because I sure don't. And most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions, but the actual total, closer to around $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. They'll help you out with this. Rising prices might be stressing you out. Well, if you're looking for ways to cut costs, one of the best ways to do it is to get Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. You can do all of that in the same place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, and chances are you're one of them, okay? Like that Stars app that you just wanted to watch from one show, or that free gaming app uh, that you never really actually used. You might have signed up for that, played it one time on your phone, and then it's just lost in the back of your, uh, like the back page of your apps. Rocket Money is going to quickly and easily find your subscription for you, and for any you don't want to pay for anymore, just hit cancel. And Rocket Money will go ahead and cancel it for you. It's that easy. They're going to take care of all of the hard part for it. They're going to find the subscriptions. They're going to show them to you. You say, I don't want that one. And then it's gone. It's perfectly easy. Rocket Money also, they do more than that. Wow, you're getting really getting your money's worth here. Rocket Money also helps you manage all your finances in one place and automatically categorizes your expenses. So you can easily track your budget in real time and also get alerted if anything looks off. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. So stop throwing your money away. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. One more time for you. Rocketmoney.com slash MLB. Okay, it's Memorial Day weekend. And this team, while they're not playing all that well right now, we know the vibes have been high. Uh, since we saw that playoff run last year and how the team celebrated, uh, they know how to party. So my question to you, and I talked about this a little bit on the radio uh, earlier today, is, well, if you're throwing a Memorial Day weekend barbecue, maybe you're going down the shore and throwing it down there. Maybe you got a pool party in Jersey. Who knows what you're going to do with your weekend? But you have some kind of party at some point, right? Everybody is. Well, if you're throwing a Memorial Day weekend barbecue, I need 
four Phillies that you would want to come to your barbecue. I'm going to go through my top four, and, uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and uh, see. Let me know in the comments if there's any guys I missed. Right off the bat, there's a first ballot Hall of Fame barbecuer. Kyle Schwarber's number one. That dude was built for a barbecue. He was built to crush beers by a pool, and you, know, you play a little cornhole and everything like that, jump on the grill. Uh, Kyle Schwarber it seems like he could absolutely be a great time at any backyard barbecue. He's probably the guy that, like, we all have, like, that bigger friend. All due respect to Kyle. Bigger friend who's, like, you could tell he's a little athletic, but then he plays, like, the yard games, and you're like, oh, my goodness, this guy's the greatest athlete I've ever seen. Plus, he can crush 100 beers. Plus, he can grill up dogs and burgers like nobody's business. Kyle Schwarber, uh, top-of-the-line barbecue guy. And I can't even imagine the type of cannonball he'd be able to put down. Oh, yeah. That guy needs to be at the Memorial Day weekend barbecue. The next one's a twofer. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go with Bryson Stott and Brandon Marsh, the daycare with the water dumper guys. You got you need guys to not necessarily pull pranks, but to lighten up the barbecue a little bit and keep things uh, interesting. Well, they could certainly do that. Sneaking up on people with maybe water balloons instead of the water cups. Uh, Bryson Stott and Brandon Marsh are the young kids that kind of would be playing in the pool, splashing all the people that don't want to be splashed, but having themselves a good time. They could crush beverages as well, but those guys keep it light and fun when the team is playing well. Uh, they've definitely got to be at the barbecue, so those are the next two, Stott and Marsh. Uh, you just got to make sure Marsh doesn't get too much of his hair in the pool. I need him to wear a hairnet or something or a beard net or whatever. It'll clog up the filter with those things. Uh, but now the fourth one is a bit of a tough spot. Do I want to go pitchers? Ah, pitchers don't really have personality like that. I don't I don't think that I want to go pitcher just yet. Even though Ranger Suarez seems like he'd be a really fun type. Gene Segura would easily have this spot last year, but no longer on the team. He's down in Miami. I'm torn between a couple guys. I can see Alec Bowen being a fun time because he's a younger guy, but I could also see him saying, I bleep and hate this place if a couple of things don't go his way. So maybe he shouldn't be out there. Nope. You know what? I'm going to go with the glue guy, Reese Hoskins. Reese Hoskins is a guy that I've seen out a couple of times around Philly. See how he interacts with the city. He's just an everyman who happens to be really, 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 really good at baseball. So I know that he'd have a good time. Plus, he'd probably bring his wife, Jamie, who would buy everyone beers like she was doing during the Phillies playoff run last year. So, yeah, uh, he gets a little assist from the wife there. But Reese Hoskins is the fourth spot. So my top four are going to be Schwarber, uh, Stott, Marsh, and Hoskins are going to be my top four guys for the Phillies Memorial Day weekend barbecue that I want to have there. You go ahead and let me know in the comments who you'd like to have. And hopefully you all have a happy and safe weekend. It's the start of summer here. Uh, in the uh, tri-state area, this is where it really kicks off. So I know a lot of people going down the shore make good decisions, make good choices. I want you all, all around safe and sound to listen to the next Locked On Phillies and everything like that. But thank you so much for checking out this edition of Locked On Phillies. That's all for today's episode. Uh, next time, we're going to jump into a little bit more of the Trey Turner stuff, the bullpen, if they've been as good as we think they've been. And, uh, of course, we'll be reviewing what goes on in the series with the Atlanta Braves. But that's all for today's episode. And I'll talk to you next time on the next episode of Locked on Phillies.